CJ Sabog, number 15. The speed of Pico, he's in, score! Greg Willandini, this is the Philly Soccer Show, and we're doing something a little different this week. It's going to be hopefully a short one, because it's just me, solo. Uh, first time I've ever done this, but uh, I do have questions from you, the listeners that you provided me through social media, so I'm going to try to go through these real quick and uh, answer a few, and hopefully give you some insight. I'll keep it mercifully short, since it's just my voice, and I don't want to bore all of you with that. Uh, let's, let's start off here with, uh, on Twitter, Mr. Shep Trout. Uh, thanks for checking in Shep. And here's a question. Am I wrong to think that the union may be an okay and enjoyable team to follow? I think the football has been way more offensively attractive. And while our midfield is not young, there's a lot of future in the team. That's a, that's an interesting question. Um, soccer is always kind of subjected to me as a sport. Some, I think a lot of sports are, but I think soccer is kind of subjective in a way and depends what, what aspect of the game you enjoy. Do you enjoy the defensive aspect, physical, the passing? Um, are they enjoyable to follow? I, th- I think they're getting there. I think the fact that Bork Dochkel is playing better helps his team immensely. He's involving other players. They're using a little more of the field. They were very kind of right-sided. They seem to be spreading the field out a lot more, especially with Fafa playing more on the left, and he's kind of a second playmaker, second provider out there and getting other guys involved in the team. So I think that that kind of interplay with Fafa and uh, and Dutch Gell and whoever's kind of ended up on the right there uh, is, is really working out. I think they're still very kind of off-balanced uh, and very much leaning on the right wing and the right side, just – that's kind of how they're built currently. It's it's something if they want to change that, I think they have to build things a little differently. But um, are they enjoyable? Sure. <laughs> I think they, they, they can be. In, the, in this recent stretch, they, they kind of have been. Um, I'd like to see Corey Burke out there more. I think he's a guy, another guy like Fafa that's a little more dynamic. He'll get on the ball. He'll... Um, Run towards uh, defenses, run, run, run at defenses a little more, and try to create. Um, but again, it, it it depends on what you're looking for, and the the results are starting to happen a little bit. You know, they got two results on the road now. They got the win in Montreal and uh, the draw up in uh, up in North Jersey against Red Bulls. Probably should have had a win. You know, CJ had. Had it on his foot uh, with that penalty and pushed it wide. You know, things could have played out a lot differently. Uh, Epps had the uh, had a lot of opportunities in that game, but point on the road for a team that struggled on the road is isn't the worst thing in the world. It could be something to build on, uh, especially with a team like Chicago coming in uh, tomorrow or Wednesday, whenever you're listening to this. They uh, they're one of those teams that the Union has to beat. They're a team that's around them in the standings. This is, you know, we've said this on the show, you kind of have to beat the teams around you, and this is one of the teams that's around you. So you get a point, yeah. Get the win at home, get the point on the road. 
and you have a team like Chicago coming in that you can probably beat and should be beating, and that's something to build on. So uh, it's kind of a roundabout way to answer your question, but it looks like the results are starting to come in a little bit, and they just have to do it consistently. And does that mean they're an okay team? I think an okay team is a really good – I think okay is what you can shoot for with the Union right now. Are they going to be a great team? Probably not kind of looking at the talent right now with Atlanta and teams like that. But they can be an okay team. They can beat the teams. Or they should be able to beat the teams around them. They should be able to get above that red line this year if these this string of results kind of holds and they kind of stay, kind of settle into what they've done in the last few games. So uh, that's the first question. Uh, next one is from Bad Ombre. Uh when Ernie leaves, this is this is bad ombre asking, this is not me saying, but when Ernie leaves, how long before they find someone to replace him that is not promoted from within or labeled interim such as Albright? Do you, <clears throat> do you believe the team will make the playoffs? It's kind of a two-parter there. Um, so speculation, of course, with Ernie Stewart going to the U.S. national team. There's a report out uh, today, Tuesday, from I believe Doug McIntyre basically saying, going off of source work, basically saying that the the I's and T's just need to be dotted, and it's happening. The team's been very cagey about it, which kind of leads you to believe it's going to happen. I mean, again, this is me speculating. I don't have any kind of inside knowledge. But just the feeling I get just observing the situation, I think I think Ernie's probably leaving. Uh, now, who replaces him? The name Ali Curtis has been kicked out, kicked around a lot. I think we talked about it last year, uh, last week. And I know there's that, that's a name that's been out on Twitter. Ali Kurz coming out of Red Bull system. I, I think it'd be a pretty good fit. He's got a <clears throat> guy could kind of slide in those MLS. Probably familiar, you know, with a lot of players on the union currently. Could probably get up to speed on the whole academy situation. Um, I think it'll be a good thing because again, he's got those MLS. The union has shied away kind of from moving on MLS talent, like acquiring through trades or however recently and he's he's just a different set of eyes and kind of different perspective on things i think he could work into inside the existing framework but add something to that with again his experience at mls and hopefully something that i've been banging on about um looking towards south america or central america for for talent for players uh so hopefully whoever comes in and gets that um has that attitude now you know, do they just uh, promote Chris Albright into that position? I don't know. Uh, I think you need somebody in that position. I think they're structured now. They split up those duties when Nick Sikavich left and Tim McDermott's the business guy. He's not a soccer guy. He'll tell you as much, but he's a business guy. He's a, a you know, sports guy, kind of big umbrella sports guy and doing the marketing and the business part of that. So, but he's not specifically a soccer guy. So they need that soccer guy in there and, do they give it to Albright? Does he is he at least the interim? I would think so. Uh, does he get permanently? I don't know. It depends on what they want to do. They do they feel the framework is there and they just kind of need a hand to guide it, and they don't feel the need to bring in somebody to you know to shake things up. Uh, then yeah, maybe Albright's the guy that stays. So I agree with that. I don't know. I'd like to see somebody else come in. I'd like to see somebody with some kind of bona fide come in to help attract more talent and you know, just bring more players into the, into the player pool. Second part of that question from bad ombre. Uh, do we, do we think the union makes the playoffs? I don't know. 
Uh, again, uh, in the previous question, I said uh, they, they could be an okay team that could get across that red line if, you know, the red line in the standings, if these uh, these these recent results hold. The, the difficulty this team always has is being consistent, unfortunately. And I, I don't know if they have it in them. If they if they beat Chicago, that, that that's kind of a six pointer. That helps a lot. Then I think they're tied with uh, they would be tied with New England at that point with eighteen points. Uh, New England's in the sixth spot right now. So that's you know the the, the Chicago game's big, and that's that's a game that you 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 know you need to get those three points. And that will help you towards your goal of getting into the playoffs because you're beating a divisional foe, you're beating a team uh, within you, uh, near you. So it, it, they have to kind of maintain some kind of consistency, the consistency we've seen in the last three, four games. If they could stretch it out to seven, eight games, that'd be great. And I think that goes a long way. But we'll see. And, you know, they have Atlanta coming up on the radar. That's going to be extremely difficult. Now you're going to throw in the Open Cup. I think they have enough players you're going to see some guys, you know, see, you know, probably some Bethlehem guys make it in for the uh, next Tuesday for the uh, cup uh, cup match. Uh, it's guys like Herbers and things like that. So I think you might see some of those guys get rotated in just because they're going to need. Because then you got Toronto coming in on that Friday. So busy time as uh, the World Cup break comes comes up. Uh, but again, to answer your question, do you think they make the playoffs? It's a tough question to answer with this team and. The other aspect to that is something they didn't do last year is do they make a move in the window to bolster this team? If I think that happens and they make the right move, yes, they can be a playoff team. But that kind of goes back to the Ernie Stewart question. If Ernie's not here, who's making that move? Do they have some, do they have their sights on somebody to bring somebody in? I don't know. I don't know any of those questions. I think once the Ernie Stewart things happens, again, speculating, but sounds like it's going to happen. But once the Ernie Stewart thing uh, happens, then I think you could see something open up in, in, in transfer window. I think that would solidify their chances. Again, if they make the right move, that will solidify their chances to be a playoff team. Next question is something not quite as serious from longtime listener and occasional contributor Jeffrey Mitchell asking if it's too early for uh, for him to get a 2018 MLS Championship Cup tattoo. Uh, and Just do you, Jeff, man. That's all I can tell you. Just do you. Uh, moving on, this is from uh, actually from Facebook, not from Twitter, but from a longtime listener and a uh, guy I correspond with occasionally, Mr. Michael James. He had a couple questions, but this is what I'm going to get to, at least for right now. Uh, if Porto Chell's form continues to improve and find consistency, uh, will he truly be just a bridge for Fontana, or do we attempt to sign him and let Fontana play deeper uh, uh, in a deeper spot in the, mid, uh, in the midfield? Um. That's an interesting question. Uh, looks like Dutchell is starting to become the guy they hoped he would be. It was, it was always going to take a while. He was, you know, coming in, you know, you know what level of fitness he was, moving to a different country. All those things are factors. Uh, but you're starting to see him really kind of take control of games, and that's really what you needed out that central position. He didn't need to be the only guy doing it. I think with the emergence of Fafa being kind of that other provider, that's helped him a lot, taking some pressure off so he could – Kind of play his game and not feel as much pressure, um, but yeah, he's he's playing really well. I want to see more of Fontana somehow. Uh, Jim Curtin uh, likens him to a deeper midfielder guy out of playing out of the eight, where I guess nominally, um, you know, 
if you have Harris at the six, it's really Bedoya at the eight, but you know, they kind of flip flop around a bit. Um, so that's hard. He doesn't really project to be a winger. Um, it, I, I'd like to, for them to figure out what to do with Fonte and to get him out there more. I, I, I'm sure the coaching staff is probably sitting there asking the same, th- same question. Um, so, so I would like to see Harris get spelled occasionally. He is on the other side of 30. I think he's 33 at this point. Does he need to be a 980, 90-minute player at this point in his career? I don't think he does. I think you can get a lot out of Harris if you give him a breather. I mean, you have this congestion, this fixture congestion right now where I think you can move Fontana in or, you know, maybe have Harris come out early in a game at the 60-minute mark or so and have Fontana come in and play in that deeper spot. And, uh, I mean, depending on result on results in the scoreboard and all that, but I think that's a spot you can use him. I think he'll most definitely, I would think he would most definitely start and play 90 in the cup match against Richmond. So, you know, they've done a good job on the defensive end, getting all these academy guys out there and the younger guys with Keegan. And now Mark McKenzie seems like he's solidified <clears throat> solidified a spot uh, in the starting lineup, uh, kind of at the expense of Jack Elliott, which I have another question about that I'll get to in a sec. Kind of expense of Jack Elliott. You obviously have Trussie, who's been probably one of your top players this year. Um, so I, I would like to see them get another younger guy in the offensive spot. Uh, looks like Derek Jones is not going to be that guy um, for a while, at least. Everything you Jim mentioned it in his press conference today on Tuesday that he's just not doing it consistently in training and in matches, and they really need that from from him. And right now, Warren Creval kind of being that sub as a defensive midfielder. He's higher on the depth chart right now, so that's the that's kind of situation with Jones. So a question here from Ken Hawk Jr. on Twitter. Um, what do they do with Jack Elliott? That's a great question. And Jack hasn't featured in the last three matches. It's been Mark McKenzie. And Mark's played very well, made the team in a week uh, in MLS. I think thought Jack played really well. I thought there was a um, – can't remember quite which game. But there was a couple uh, – there was at least one game he had a couple mistakes that he, he kind of laid on him for, for goals. But – Overall, I thought he's played well, and he's you know athletic. He's another athletic center back on this team that could you know ping passes deep and do all those things. But uh, so can Mark McKenzie, and I, I think it's I, I think it's, it's a philosophical thing a little bit too. And I think the team asks itself, what does it value more? Does it value guys coming out of the draft more? Does it value guys they're kind of building in the academy? And I would think they they value the academy guys more than the draft guys not selecting jack jack had a great season last year i thought he had a pretty good he's, he had a up to this point a pretty good season this year you know he was in the mix for rookie of the year last year um but i just think they want and need kind of these academy guys to succeed and they value that more so if it's at the expense of a guy like Jack Elliott, who they brought through a draft, who was a later draft pick, then I th- and there and there's not any drop off really. I, I think the academy, the fact that McKenzie's in the academy, kind of breaks that tie for him and for the team. Um, and again, it's not hurting them. It's it's not like they're forcing 
you know the square peg into the round hole here. It's like he's he has gone in there. He's played well. He has a relationship with Trusty that they you know they played when they were younger, and you can see that on the field. Um, so what did he do with Jack? Jack currently he's your third uh, center back, and I think that he, that's going to hold for a while. Past this year, I don't know, but I think he stays on the team. I think he'll probably play again and start again down the road for. I think Jim alluded to it. it's a match. It's matchup situations, and if they feel there's a better matchup with Jack and as opposed to Mark, I think you know Jack will come in and uh, and with this you, know, you try to keep your defense together. But with this, you know, there could be some some squad rotation coming up in a couple weeks. Um, so short term through the season, I think Jack is here next year. He could be that could be a situation they or in the offseason that could be a situation they evaluate and. Is a guy they could get value for through through a uh, through a trade. Um, I don't know. I don't know. And that's going to be an interesting question that they have, and they still have two other center backs on this team in Josh Yarrow and Richie Marquez, both going through injuries. Uh, neither of them sound like they're really close to getting in, into the mix again. I honestly think Josh Yarrow. I, I think both of those guys might be or probably on the outside looking in, but I think especially Josh, they just have again they just value the academy guys higher, and I think than the draft guys. And with Trusty McKenzie playing very well, and you have Elliot as your third guy now, I I, I don't see where the other two guys show up. Um. All right, so this was an interesting experiment. Just like I said, trying to keep it short this week because it's just me, and I don't want you falling asleep to my voice droning on and on. But I wanted to kind of involve the listeners a little bit with these questions from uh, from through social media. I really appreciate it. I want to thank everybody that submitted them. And if I missed anybody, I apologize. We'll try to work them in. We'll try to do this again, maybe a little more regular segment when I have Mike back or whoever's in the uh, guest host. Mike's out. He. Uh, celebrating some uh some wonderful personal news so we'll have mike back in the next couple weeks but uh want to thank uh, everybody for listening and just let you know i will be we will be uh, live tweeting the game from chicago from the box from talent so uh follow along if you're home or if you're at the game you want to take a quick peek at your phone every once in a while and see kind of commentary is happening on twitter with me and the rest of the uh, union uh the rest of the guys that cover the team, you know, Jeff, definitely check us out. It's always a always interesting follow. So uh, we'll thank everybody for listening, and we will catch you next week.